Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibut First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. We'll be talking to Chief Greg Jaynes of the Burgio Band of Indians about the slow pace of those talks with the feds over enrollment issues. With an election looming and the Trudeau Liberals running behind in the polls, is the process dead in the water? But first, some news updates about what has been a busy week. As first reported by Mi'kmaq Matters, Halibu is now a member of something called the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nations Chiefs Secretariat. Now, that might not sound that interesting, going by the title. But the APC is more than a typing pool. It's a key political body for First Nations in Atlantic Canada. Thirty First Nations are members, including the Mi'kmaq First Nations. It's a lobbying and advocacy organization, and it wields power and influence. For Halibut, becoming a member of the APC is just as important as joining the Assembly of First Nations, which it did last year. In fact, it may be more so. Halibut has had a difficult relationship with some Mi'kmaq groups, especially in Nova Scotia. Some of them went all the way to the United Nations to try and stop the formation of the Halibut Band. As Halibut Chief Brendan Mitchell said after the APC vote, for our people to be accepted here, this as a sense of coming home. The other big political news is that a member of Alibu Council is seeking the Liberal nomination in Humber, Bay of Islands, to run against Independent Eddie Joyce in the upcoming provincial election. Brian Dix is Ward Councillor for Cornerbrook, but that ward also contains the north shore of the Bay of Islands, all the way down to Cox's Cove. And though the Halibut Ward does not contain the South Shore, Dix has been Halibut lead in developing the redfish fishery with the Barry Group in Benoist Cove. Eddie Joyce will be hard to beat. Ousted by Premier Dwight Ball and the Liberals over harassment allegations, he's still popular in the riding. No doubt the Liberals will go flat out to knock off this thorn in their side. Can they do it? And now to enrollment. There was a splashy announcement last fall that exploratory talks would take place between the Feds and the Federation of Newfoundland Indians on resolving some of the outstanding enrollment issues. They would look at the issue of Armed Forces veterans and RCMP personnel who lost their status because they were away from their communities serving their country. That's a group of 40 to 60 people as far as we can tell. We were told that the talks would also look at the situation of many more people who were members of FNI or FNI-affiliated bands and were also denied status. The announcement took the heat off Liberal MP Goody Hutchings, but after some meetings earlier in the year, the effort seems to have become a bureaucratic bog with no deliverables seen in the near future. It seems unlikely anything will be resolved before the federal election in October. Justin Trudeau and the Liberals are trailing the Conservatives. Greg Jaynes, chief of the Burgio Band of Indians, is one of the veterans who lost his status because he was away serving in the forces. He was part of the meeting with then-Veterans Affairs Minister Seamus O'Regan last August in St. John's that sparked these exploratory talks. Recently, James spoke with Western Vice Chief Keith Cormier, who was in Burgio for one of the 
round of orientation meetings currently taking place across Halibu country. Cormier is one of the reps for the FNI in the talks with Canada, but Greg Jane says Cormier would tell him nothing about the talks. Jane says there's talk of a public demonstration later in the spring as a last desperate measure to get something out of the talks before it's too late. Here's my conversation with Chief Greg Jaynes. Let's go back to last August. You were at the meeting in St. John's with Seamus O'Regan, who at that time was Minister of Veterans Affairs, uh, Chief Mitchell, and some other people. And then we had an, an announcement last fall that these exploratory talks would take place. And then we had some meetings in January in Cornerbrook, but we haven't heard anything since then about what's happening. Uh, and I wonder if you have any information on the status of these discussions. Uh, that's right, Glenn. Uh, good to speak to you and your listening audience once again. Um, that's right, August 20th, 2018, uh, myself, along with Hit Break and Moochie Bennett and Aubrey uh, Gover, um, did, under the leadership of uh, Chief Brendan Mitchell, did meet with the Minister of Veterans Affairs, Seamus O'Regan, in St. John's and uh, to discuss the veterans file. Uh, since that time, that uh, we we know that several meetings have taken place, up to I think four meetings, uh, either in Cornerbrook or Halifax, and we know that uh, a framework has been reached for more exploratory talks. Um, we we haven't heard too much on the veterans file whatsoever. I know that you have been in discussion with the in discussion with Chief Mitchell. Have you talked to him about uh, the current status of these discussions? Uh, I reached out to Chief Mitchell, um, you know, during this time. Um, he's quite busy. I haven't talked to him of, uh, lately, uh, but I did uh, get, a, get an opportunity to speak with him uh, a little while ago. Um, he's very encouraged of how these talks are proceeding. Uh, he said that um, they're, they're going forward as quickly as possible, as as quickly as the um, uh, Ottawa will, will allow it, and that, because there's a lot of back and forth, if you understand. And um, so he's, he feels upbeat about it. Uh, so we have to see. We have to wait and see. Uh, my understanding is uh, that uh, Halibu has tabled uh, uh, some demands, and what those demands are, we, we don't know. Um, and we're waiting word back from uh, uh, next month's meeting. I see. So there's a meeting uh, next month, and uh, do you know the date of that meeting? Uh, no, I don't know the exact date. Uh, my understanding it was that a meeting was to be scheduled this month, but couldn't uh, they couldn't uh, meet, uh, so the meeting will be scheduled for next month. The exact date, I, I do not know. Right. And this is information you've received from the chief? This is information I received from the band, yes, from the band manager himself. I see. Now, I understand you also had a discussion uh, recently uh, with Keith uh, Cormier, the Western Vice Chief, in uh, in Bergio uh, when he was down for the orientation um, session. And, of course, uh, uh, Vice Chief Cormier also sits on this uh, committee that's on the Halibut Committee that's dealing with uh, Canada. And uh, did he have any information about... Um, about uh, the status of these talks, I inquired about uh, to to uh, the vice chief uh, my concerns of 
who was representing veterans uh, at at the uh, meetings. Um, his response was uh, uh, very uh, tight-lipped, let's say, and uh, no, I wasn't able to gather uh, much information from him whatsoever. Did you ask him whether a veteran should be um, on the uh, on the committee? I mean, you you guys were at the meeting with uh, Seamus O'Regan in St. John's. Uh, but now I guess there's not a veterans representative on the committee. Is that something that you've raised with the band? Uh, absolutely. And uh, it's our concern that I hear from veterans every day across Canada uh, who are asking why there is not a veteran uh, at the table with uh, Canada since this was about a veterans issue in the first place. So um, I did raise my concerns and uh uh, the answer I gotten back was, um, you know, that we were being representative with the team that they had in place. So um, we don't know what's being discussed. I know they had some problems identifying what a veteran was in the first place. To identify a veteran, um, you know, who is a veteran, um, who is a veteran in the Halibut. Um, you know, that was quite quite easy now whether you have had your status and you lost it while you were serving then you could identify yourself now i have heard back approximately um you know um there, there's about uh 60 veterans that i heard from directly who says that they had lost their status and um and, and their family was impacted as well so those numbers uh you know they can grow um uh, quite large uh, when 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 you take in in all the families and everything like that we think that there might be uh, 60 veterans and uh, and does the 60 veterans also include the uh, the RCMP officers also and that's or correct. is that in it's, addition uh, so it's 60 both armed forces and RCMP personnel yes that that'll be approximately uh you know, for, we're looking at 40 to 60 veterans that are directly impacted by this. Now, many veterans have talked to me and uh, said that they didn't have the chance to self-identify when they were, because we were at the time when the uh, letters went out, there was a lot of veterans overseas that were fighting in a war and didn't have, have the opportunity to uh, uh, sell out their paperwork. So I'm hearing from those veterans as well. Hmm. Um, the veterans that we were concerned with were the ones that who had status and lost it because they couldn't identify with a big box community. So those are veterans that we are concerned with uh, foremost first uh, to reinstate those those veterans who who had status and and lost it. Hmm. Now, of course, since you had your meeting with uh, Seamus O'Regan and St. John's, more people are included in these exploratory talks. We're talking about people who might have been uh, members of the FNI or FNI bands. Increases the number to, um, you know, many more probably than the 40 to 60. So I wonder if that, um, as slow down matters, bringing in these other groups into the discussion. That's that's exactly our concern, that um, um, the demands that Halibu is uh, tabled are um you know dealt with the f n i and and the ten thousand five hundred that lost their status so this is this is going to slow things down um we 
we, the veterans, uh, were thinking that, um, you know, we should have been reinstated um, easily and under this file. And, that, and now with the federal election looming, time is running out. We're, we're almost at the 12th hour here. So, um, you know, things are progressing uh, quickly, but not not quick enough. The election is going to be in October, but <clears throat> I think probably after June of this year, once the summer starts, all the politicians will be on the election campaign trail trying to get reelected. So I'm not sure that a lot of going to, is probably going to happen after after July in the summertime. And then I guess we'll see whether or not the liberals are, are reelected. So um, uh, it doesn't look like this, this is going to be concluded by the time of the election. Uh, no, and that's, that's a big concern for us, uh, you know, with with the election looming and the political climate in Ottawa right now. Uh, we think that uh, this issue may get put on the back burner. Um, but we look forward to the election bringing this up to our uh, our federal counterparts and, uh, you know, uh, it's make, making this an, a, an election issue. Because there are a lot of people that have been affected by this and this writing of uh, long-range mountains or um, what was called Beer and Bay St. George. Um, so there, it, it, it is an election issue. So uh, I think Miss um, Hutchings has her hands full uh, during this election. Mm. Have you talked to Goody Hutchings about this, uh, the Veterans Matter? I have, and um, Miss Hutchings just called me, and um, I spoke to her uh, in length uh, about the uh, veterans issue. I I think we're on the same page, um, but we're we're not sing- singing from the same hymn book type thing. Miss um, Hutchings told me, um, you know, I I raised my concerns that there was no veterans on the uh, on, on the uh, committee, uh, and she told me that. It was up to uh, Chief Mitchell to um, – he was driving the bus, and it was his his decision on who he, who he took forward with him uh, for these talks. So, um, you know, I raised concerns about the time, time frame uh, in these matters. And uh, so – there's not uh, these things take take time. Um, and did Goody, does Goody Hutchings think that the matter will be finalized um, by by the summer, by before the election? My feeling is no. Uh, that's what I got from her. It, it's I, you know, my personal feeling is that um, she wants this to be resolved, but um, I, I think we're running out of time here. Uh, well, I suppose there's you've done all you can do. Uh, you're not um, you're not at the meeting. So, what uh, do you have anything planned to uh, to try and uh, advance matters on this file? Um, well, right now it's it's a sit back and and wait uh, uh, and and see. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to um, uh, muster all the veterans and get their information and get that to the chief. Uh, trying to do my part uh, here and trying to write my emails, call my members, and make sure that it stays at the forefront. Uh, there is talk about a rally in Cornerbrook this uh, this coming spring or summer um, to represent uh, 
the, the matter uh, during the uh, election or you know the delimiting election. So there there is some things that that we can do, um, but but until these talks take place and see where they are, uh, we really don't know where we uh, you know the information that we're we're getting is is next to none. So we don't know where we stand. Greg James, chief of the Bergio Band of Indians. Mi'kmaq Matters reached out to Cormier, Chief Brendan Mitchell, Vice Chief Randy Drover, and Councillor Frank Skeard about the status of the talks. They all participate on the FNI Halibut side. We received no response. Some notes before we go. The next meeting of Halibut Chief and Council has been rescheduled from May 11th to May 25th. And an update on one of the items from our last episode. We reported on how the provincial government waltzed into the Mi'kmaq community of Glenwood and announced the reopening of a mine. The mayor of Glenwood was there, but no one from Halibut, because the province didn't bother telling the band about the announcement. Since that episode, Halibut has written a letter to the province, protesting being left out of the loop. Mi'kmaq Manners asked Halibut for a copy of the letter. We received no response. And before we go, greetings to the water protectors trying to stop the Alton Gas Project in Nova Scotia. You can support the Treaty Truckhouse Legal Fund. Google GoFundMe Stop Alton Gas for the information. And that's it for the program. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on Bay of Islands Radio, in Norris Point and Rocky Harbor, tune in on the Voice of Bombay, and in St. John's, catch us on CHMR. I'm Glenn Wheeler, till next time.